0: Appreciate all of you being in the house of the Lord and I appreciate the spirit that we feel and the touch of the Holy Ghost. And then I started off this morning. I I don't I don't wanna you to be misunderstand. I am not uh, trying to preach and say we need to go back in technology, this song. Beautiful, Brother Carter saying, if every the ocean was uh, uh, all ink and every stalk a quill, of course, that was the latest technology at one time. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, of course, we have now a lot newer technology, and technology in itself is not a sin, technology in itself is not evil. But it uh, all uh, things have to be brought into um, subjection to the Word of God and to how to handle it according to the Word of God and how to uh, use it according to the Word of God. I know that, uh, as I mentioned, There were distractions before. Read uh, in Mark the fourth chapter and uh, you will read about a lot of uh, distractions and you will read about uh, the, the Lord telling them that the soil of your soul will determine whether or not the seed is able to produce fruit. And part of that was it was hard. It was run over. It was... Uh, In fact, in the Lord's uh, giving of the parable, only 25% uh, of the people had prepared themselves to receive the seed. And so we realize that part of that is our uh, ability to prepare ourselves to say, Lord, uh, we want to be ready. To receive, and then we uh, talked about communion, and I was uh, supposed to do communion right after the offering, but I, it went in my brain and out. They didn't tie that ribbon around my finger, <clears throat> but we are going to do communion here in a moment. We'll do it at the end when we uh, ask uh, all of those that want to partake. And then we will uh, bring all the rest of us in sort of behind them to pray for them. But uh, we read how Paul talked about unity and the being a part of the body and the importance of being part of a body and importance of being part of a of a group of people. And I know we're living in an hour and a day where, you know, individuals uh, are able to sort of uh, look and say, well, I'll do my own. Thing And that's one of the dangers of this wonderful little iPhone age that we're talking about. And that's what I started on this morning. And that is that sense of this little thing is a very powerful tool, but it can isolate you. It can make you feel alone, and it can make you feel withdrawn, believe it or not, even though you can connect with more people on this than ever before. You can find out more information than ever before. You can track where somebody's been. You can, tr- you can do all kinds of stuff, and, and now... You don't even have to, there's no home button. You just kind of talk and and it looks at your face and opens up. And and that's 12 years ago. It was just being announced. It hadn't even hit the shelves. And that's where we've come 12 years. I'll be getting a notification that it's raining here before long. (laughs) And if you go outside, you can get the real notification. But... It's it's a wonderful tool, and I, I Facebook and all the social media platforms, and I recognize that they have value and they have a sense of what uh, of being able to to connect people around the world, a uh, great sense of being able to learn and and study, and yet when you read some of the statistics on like Google, it's like I don't, I I think it's maybe 20,000 times a day Google is asked a question that it's never been asked before. That's how quickly that program is running and learning because it's just that much technology. And and I was uh, driving home the other day from somewhere and they talked about 5G technology is coming. Now, it's gonna be all of a sudden the new thing and they're releasing it in Chicago and in, uh, I've forgotten Uh, Where else? Uh, A couple of cities. And what the thing they said is the speed on 5G was going to. Be mind-boggling. It wouldn't have the same power to penetrate buildings, but they talked about, uh, they, you, they compared it to downloading a movie. If you download a movie in the fastest 4G, it takes 28 minutes uh, to download a movie. If you download that same movie in 5G, it'll take a minute and 45 seconds. And so what are you saying? that all information will be at our hands. There will be no need. There's no need to ask anybody. You just ask Google. There's no need to talk to anybody. You just can just isolate yourself and stay in your own little cubby hole and you can watch and do and yet it's the enemy's job to sort of separate us out and make our, these emotions. And people are, Are concerned about some of that. And so that's why I mentioned this morning when we talked about communion, that very sense of that we are supposed to be uh, connected to the body. And I reread it and talked about when we take communion, it is this is his body, I'm part of his body. And then one of the reasons why people can get so. Uh, sick, and and the Bible says according to the word is they are not able to discern the Lord's body, and so you know, and and, and that becomes difficult because you know it, it means that you have to tolerate certain people, and you have to uh, all of a sudden have a whole different set of of rules and standards. It's kind of like being in a family, and I understand the Bible. Paul wrote in the second book, he said. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. We are supposed to be the download. And who was it? Our brother Chuck Bruce told me a joke that he read on Facebook. And I, I thought it was cute. He said that actually this all this thing that Steve Jobs did and all that really was not invented by Steve Jobs, but it was invented by Moses because Moses had a tablet tablet that he got downloaded from the cloud. <laughs> and I said, I gotta remember that. That's a, that's a good joke, see? And because I didn't get on Facebook, I missed that joke, and that was a good one. And that's exactly what can happen, and I'm not against it, but the point is, we can be entertained, and yet, we, you know, we're entertained, we're, we weep, we go from one to another, and, and so we don't really feel any real highs or lows anymore because we go quickly from one emotion to another emotion and we hit a button, you understand? And we, when it comes time to pray and just what we felt here tonight in a spirit of prayer whenever he said, guess what, we are the epistles and what are we supposed to be known of by the as disciples, as sons of God? You would be known at, by your love one for another, a genuine sense of caring, a genuine sense of loving a genuine sense not in tables of stone but in the fleshly tables of our heart because you see that's why the word we know God came and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us that's who Jesus is was that embodiment of the word of God robed in flesh and so you know Paul himself even wrote way back when they had pen and paper rather John wrote he wrote five different books. The book of St. John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and the book of Revelation. And in his second book of John, he wrote, having many things to write unto you, I wouldn't write unto you with a quill and paper. Why? Why, John? Why don't you send him a nice letter? He said, no, I want to go see you. I want to speak to you face to face that your joy may be full. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not preaching against all kinds. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to connect on social media. But there's also something powerful about being in face to face with somebody. There's also something very powerful about sitting in a church service together. And there's something very powerful about being in corporate prayer together. And there's something very powerful about singing in the choir together. There's something very powerful about being together. And that's why he said, I read it this morning for not the assembling of yourselves together because there is a power dimension that you can't get through the electronic media. And I'm not against it. I, I'm telling you, I'm for it. And we have people that watch, and I'm glad, and I'm thankful for it. And I, as I said this morning, I, I don't think it's, you know, we have to embrace it. And I, I recognize that this next generation that are sitting here that have had iPhones and that are, are techno-savvy and all of the above, I I get it. And yet, if you're not careful, you know... It, it becomes, uh, in one sense, a uh, 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 sort of, and, and I know people can be fake when you see them. You know, they can schmooze you and, oh, I love you. And, and when they really maybe don't love you that much, I got it. But let me tell you, it's a whole lot easier when it's digital to portray an image that's not real. You can pretend to anything and it's just not real. It's a little harder when it's face-to-face. You know, And when somebody look at me and tell me that you like me and that you want to be my friend and that you help me and that you'll be there. Huh? It's another thing when you, you know, hit three hearts and two claps and, huh? And then I know I'm, I'm already, I, and I know it's, I I didn't want to wade into this, partially because it's kind of like a dinosaur trying to, you know, teach everybody, because I'm way out of it. I mean, I'm just, you know, (coughs) I had one of them send me today an emoji, which is the new emojis. Now the emojis will talk to you, instead of it just being a smiley face, this little smiley face or whatever. They'll give you, they'll talk to you. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And it's gonna be, and I told you, and and, you know, we put out an image and I remember when 2015, a a young lady by the name of Asenna O'Neill, she was an Australian girl. She had almost a million followers. She quit all kinds of social media and it made a big splash back in 2015 because she said, I spend all my day planning the next shot and taking the perfect shot and I'll spend, you know, 48 different shots and I'll have it where, you know, the breakfast and everything, I'm doing this and and my whole life, she said, was fake. That's what she said. I didn't say it. I don't know. I'm just telling you that's what she put out. Then, I don't know, about a year later, she decided that was a lot of fun because I got money from all those followers so she jumped back on social media. And, and I understand, There's, I, I mentioned this this morning, nomophobia, the fear of losing your cell phone, FOMO, fear of missing out. I, I get it. And yet, what I want these young folks to hear me say is that when you're in the age of 15 to 30, you're gonna have insecurities and you're gonna have feelings of being awkward. When you get from 30 to 60, you're going to have times insecurities and feelings of being awkward. When you get 60 to 100, you're going to have at times feelings of insecurity and feeling awkward, okay? But I'm going to tell you that everybody has that and yet everybody has issues and that's the beauty of being part of a family. That's the beauty of being part of the family of God. You have to work through a little of that feeling of being awkward. You know, well, I don't really worship that way. I don't do that. I don't need to pray. But something about being part of the family and we overcome it and we say, but I'm going to raise my hands anyway. I'll raise one hand. I'll raise two hands. It's not who I am personally, but you know what? It's what I, I just am going to do my best. Now, I, I get it. And I, I understand, and uh, yet the Bible is very clear that that's why I, I, I put this on there because, you know, you can start comparing yourself to everybody else. And, that, and I mentioned this a few Sundays ago where, you know, they've got people now that are, are sharp enough with Photoshopping that can, you know, put your hand and it looks like you're standing off the Eiffel Tower and you haven't left, you know, downtown Newark. And all your friends can be jealous and you can feel like I'm missing out. Everybody else in the world's having a wonderful time and everybody else is doing good. And everybody else, nobody else has problems. And I'm the only pastor. I'm the only church. I'm the only I'm the only individual. We're the only one. And that's the trick of the enemy. It's to isolate you and then to demoralize you and to feel like, you know, and yet guess what? Paul told him in Corinthians, way before technology, he said, when you start comparing yourself to somebody else, you're not wise. And if you're comparing it because of how many likes somebody else has, or how many friends they've got, and thank the Lord, I've got 5,005. And how many do you have? 10,000? Well, actually, I've got 10,025. And how, you know, before long, you will find yourself going through the hoops and, and you'll you you'll get overwhelmed. What, what do you have to do? You just kind of have to be willing to push through your awkwardness and say, you know what? I don't care what anybody else says or does or how they act. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to get a touch from God. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment because it's not about whether or not you like it. It's about whether or not he likes it. Because man's approval can't, disapproval can't hurt me. And man's approval will never satisfy me. You think, well, if everybody liked me, then I would be, I'd feel good about myself. No, you won't. And if everybody didn't like you, guess what? You can still feel good about yourself. And you say, well, pastor, that's not true. Well, let me tell you how. John records what happened to Jesus. Notice this very carefully in John the 12th chapter because it says, though he had done many miracles, meaning Jesus had done all these miracles, yet people didn't believe on him. Now this was in the day before social media and everything else. And John equates it to what Isaiah, in the King James it's, uses Isaiah, but it's Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled that he spoke, and you can go back in Isaiah and read it, Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they <coughs> could not, and the Bible says, could not believe Because Isaiah said again, he hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted and I should heal them. Now that's what Isaiah says, that there was gonna come a time when no matter how plain the Lord made it, they were not gonna be able to believe. And so he says, notice this next thing. These things saith Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of you. Nevertheless, the chief priest and rulers also many believed on him. So when you read the story, there were many of those rulers that believed on Jesus. They were believers. But because there was a group of people called the Pharisees, that did not confess him. John said, lest they be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of man more than the praise of God. And what I'm trying to explain to you, and and I'm not doing it very well, but young folks, I want to tell you, whether you have one friend on social media or you have one million friends on social media. Whether you have one like or you have zero likes or you have a million likes. No matter how many people like you on this, the only one that really matters is whether or not he likes Hallelujah. you. This is not going to be your ticket, your golden ticket to heaven. It doesn't matter how many people say you're good. It doesn't matter how many people say, oh, I agree with you and I don't think, I, it find the word of God and say, you know what? I'm going to build my life on what the word says and what other, what God has spoken to me. It's not going to be on how many friends tell me I'm Okay. I'm just telling you. You can find people that'll agree with you. Find people that'll disagree with you. You can put anything out there, and they'll, they'll come on, you know, and they'll tell you. In fact, and I mentioned this morning, and I, when I, I, since I don't look at Facebook, I hope I didn't offend anybody. But I, because I don't think anybody in here does it, but. I've had people, you know, <clears throat> text me and say, well, just wanted to, it's sort of a, a fake praise me text, you know. wanted to see how you were doing. I've been just enjoying the depth of God's word. I'm thinking, wow, awesome. And usually I get a text like that whenever I'm struggling to keep my head above water. And somebody out there is just enjoying the depth of the moving of the Spirit. And I'm thinking, man, what's wrong with me? Huh? And not how the enemy... And they don't mean it bad. But you know what? You don't... And, and it's okay if you want to put down every time that you pray or every time, whatever. I don't care, but... But just know this, the Lord was very clear. He said, if you give your alms publicly, guess where your reward is? Publicly. So if you want everybody to clap because you went to church this morning, wonderful. And I know we got a lot of churches, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. If we want to start one here where you stand in front of the sign and click so that all your friends will know, checking in at CAC, hallelujah, I'm good with it, so that everybody will know you made it. But you know what? Sometimes it's all right to come to CAC, even when nobody else knows. It's all right to be in the prayer room without checking in to anybody else. Why? Because I know I'm doing as unto the Lord. I'm not doing it. Huh? I'm not doing it just so that all my Facebook, Twitter, whatever, it's okay if you want to do it for that. But I want to tell you, there's another reward. I don't care whether anybody on this says I'm all right. If the Lord says, well done, thou good and faithful servant, then I want to tell you I've made it. (laughs) I know, hallelujah, I'm, I'm walking where angels fear to tread. Somebody told me that. It's kind of fun, hallelujah. But we have this great desire for approval and affirmation and for glory and for recognition. And I, I don't even want to preach about it because of time, but... Sometimes you know, I've been studying this for three or four weeks, but sometimes you ought to just Google it or something. But how many people are killed trying to get the perfect selfie? Yeah, think about it. Trying to get the perfect shot. In fact, already this year, two people have fallen off at the Grand Canyon. This year. 2019, because, you know, I want to get the perfect. Huh? Now, I know that's none of us. We don't, we're not that addicted to it. But I want to tell you, that's how easy it is for this stuff to get in your spirit. It's like I want it. And you say, well, Pastor, none of our, I don't want it. That would be the most horrible thing that I would know that I would have to preach the funeral of one of our young folks that got hit because they were trying to get the perfect selfie. You say, well, I want my image. I want it to be, let me tell you, you know what image you're created in? It doesn't matter whether the phone takes the perfect picture, shows you with a thick neck, whatever. Turkey's neck, whatever it is. Take it high. I got it. Genesis 1:27. God created man how? In his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And then you get to the New Testament. Colossians it says who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, <laughs> who is the image, Jesus was the image of the invisible God. I want to tell you something. This image thing is a bigger deal than what we even want to grasp. We were originally created in the image of God. Jesus came in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. And then you go to Romans and you read, and we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose, for whom God did foreknow, he also predestinated to be what? Conformed to the image of his son. To be like Jesus. Oh, I don't care what image you find on here. If it's not the image of Jesus. Don't pattern your life after it. <laughs> he said... He that we were predestinated to be predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son that we might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he predestinated he also called whom he called he also justified whom he justified he also glorified what are you saying? I know when young folks are looking for approval and they're looking for Uh, affirmation and they're looking for glory guess what let me tell you where to find it he who also predestinated you he also justified you he called you he set you apart you don't have to be like everybody else you've been set apart you have the image of the uh, uh, firstborn of God you have the same image as Adam and Eve and the verse goes on So what shall we say to these things then? If. Yeah, but I don't. All the rest of them are having fun. And they're in Tahiti this week. And they're somewhere else. If God be. Who is going to be against us? Oh, these are not my words. Well, you want approval? You want affirmation? Let me tell you the best way to get some approval is to find yourself at an altar and pray through with your hands lifted up. Let the Holy Ghost just begin to wash through you and speak forth in a heavenly language. You will feel like you have danced in the portals of glory. You'll feel like you took a one-way rocket trip from here to the glory world. You want to really feel approval? I'll tell you how to find approval. I'll tell you how to find out affirmation. I'll tell you how to find somebody that, you say, well, I'm looking for somebody that'll understand me. I tell you who it is. The guy that calls you, and then he washed you, and then he sanctified you. That's the one that will understand you. He'll know every hair you have on your head. He'll know every thought. He'll know every emotion. He'll know everything about you. He'll understand you. Oh, if God be for us Who can be against us? And you say, well, I'm just, you don't understand. I'm, I'm just feeling so low. And that's the trick of the enemy to make us feel. That's why this thing all wraps up in Revelation. And you know what it deals with? Image. Image. Revelation, the 13th chapter, 14th and 15th verses. And he deceives them, talking about the devil that dwell on the earth by the means of the miracles. He does miracles and everybody is deceived. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. And he had power to give life under the image of the beast. And the image of the beast should both speak and as many as would not worship the image of the beast. This is the greatest image, source of idolatry that, that we've ever had in the history of the world. Because you can find some kind of idol on here that you can try to pattern your life after. And you can get drawn into all kinds of fights and all this. So you say, well, pastor, all this is, sounds negative and bad. Can we never use <coughs> social media? Yeah, absolutely. Just here's, here's, here's just seven, eight little things to put to a test. Before whatever you text somebody, whatever you put on Facebook, whatever you put on Snapchat, go through these tests to find out as a child of God, should I do it? If it passed these tests, do it. It's all right. It's fine. If it doesn't pass these tests, then you you say, well, where'd you get this? Well, I'll show you in a minute. Number one, will it glorify God? Or does it glorify me? All right. Will it strengthen or edify, build up somebody else? If it won't strengthen or edify anybody else, you know, don't get drawn into it. I've told these young folks before. Somebody even ask you a question about a verse of scripture. You know what? If they're not, if they're not s- sincere, if they are, they'll do it one on one. They'll either meet you or they'll send you a private message. If you're going to have to cast your pearls out there before everybody, don't get drawn into that. <laughs> will it strength, Will it minister grace to the reader? In other words, well, I'm going to give them the what for. I'm going to let them know. Good for you, but is that really how Christ would say? Will it promote unity or division? I think your father-in-law was talking about you the other day. I think he doesn't like you very much. I can't believe he acted that way. Don't text it. I don't care if you think it's true. Speak the truth in what? Love. Love. You know, I just was letting them know that I didn't li- That That goes for our mouth too, but anyway. Will it grieve or quench the moving of the Holy Ghost? Will it upset the presence and power of the Lord? If it will, if it discourages, then you know what? Turn it off. Huh? Okay, sorry. I know, I'm about done. I'm, I'm actually going to read one verse. I want you to find one verse in the Bible after I get these last two slides, all right? It's Psalms 144th chapter, first verse. All right, here we go. Number six, will it prolong anger or controversy? Versus bring peace. I still can't believe that he said that about you after all this time. I remember I was there. Huh? Will it prolong it? Or is he just going to let the dust settle? Huh? Blessed are the peacemakers. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will it be kind and tenderhearted? Will it be like Jesus? Now, I made those up, but I got my source, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 29 through the 32nd verses. That's what Paul said to the church. He said, if it's kind, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, only that which is, and he goes through this list. You understand? Oh, hallelujah. We're fixing to do (coughs) the communion. I appreciate all of you that teach and that we're not here. (coughs) One more, (coughs) one more verse. Sorry, I I went went that. That was the last slide. Psalms 144, verse 1. Let's stand. (coughs) David wrote this with a quill and a parchment. He didn't have a tablet and he didn't tweet it. He didn't have all the technology that we have and I don't even know if he knew that this would apply in 2019. But here's what David said. Blessed be the Lord my strength which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. We're in a fight, folks. And this can be a great tool or it can be something that'll trip you up. And it all depends on whether or not you will say, I want to keep it in the boundaries of serving the Lord. I appreciate all of you that are 60 and plus being here, and maybe you didn't understand one word I said, and I'm sorry. But for all of those 30 and below or 40 and below, you know what I'm saying is very true. All the rest of you, you may know or may not. I don't know. This is a great opportunity. I'm excited about the technology. I'm excited about the hour we live in. But I want want us to do it with everything that we can that's correct. We're glad you're here. You're part of the body. Those of you that were not able to be here this morning or were downstairs or were ministering, we want you to...